You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I'm Jasper. And I'm Autumn. This is episode 112 of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast, and we're going to discuss a topic today where, well, I'm a total noob. <laughs> <laughs> That's very honest of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, luckily, uh, well, you, Autumn, you're not. And uh, so we're going to talk about how to use Goodreads as a promotional tool to market books. So I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've never even claimed your author profile on there. You probably have reviews that you've never even looked at. But ah, <laughs> I, I can't imagine. I enjoy I good reasons. One of those things I I want to be on it more than I am. So maybe this will be another reminder to myself to get back on there and do some things. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And uh, I I'm hoping that I will learn a thing or two today as well. Maybe I'll inspire you. You'll have to tell me if I inspire you to maybe think about claiming your author profile by the end of today's podcast. Wow, you're setting yourself a very high goal there. <laughs> I I took persuasive philosophy in my or persuasive psychology actually in my college days. So we'll have to see if it comes out. Yeah, yeah. Just don't get disappointed <laughs> if it doesn't work. <laughs> All right, I'll try. Maybe I can convince you to give me your author profile. <laughs> Well, that you could probably, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, yeah, indeed. But uh, yeah, I know uh, you have uh, crazy times on your end. How is it going with all your jinxing of electronic stuff <sighs> and destroying computers? And have you <laughs> screwed something else up in the meantime? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Besides uh, destroying battery-operated water pumps, um I managed to, for some reason, make Adam's Mac, my husband's at Mac Air, unstable, so it stopped connecting to the internet. Um, <laughs> I, I just, my phone's okay, thank goodness. It must be. It's, That's going to be the next. No, we have a life case on that, and it is. We've been joking because, yeah, I've told you it. Uh, my husband knows the the Fay in my next series I'm releasing. Rela- releasing, they cannot touch electronics, and they actually end up putting uh, electronics in Faraday cages. And it's like my husband's now talking about making me one. I'm like, oh, I can brand that for my books. So <laughs> I don't think you thought I'd be that excited about hearing I could get my very own Faraday cage from my laptop. <laughs> That would be a very interesting uh, author image and, and try to explain why why you're sitting inside a cage. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it'll be, I might need it. I do not know why things go screwy around me, but I've been extremely cursed <laughs> or hexed the last couple of weeks. But yeah. I did just pick up my laptop like 45 minutes before we needed to get into recording today in the student Q&A. So I'm, I actually got it online and all my files were actually there. The logic board had been toasted somehow, but 
Yeah, it didn't destroy my <laughs> files, just the logic board. Go figure, I broke logic. So, <laughs> yeah. oh, but it feels so good to have it back and it's working and they replaced the keyboard and it's also fancy and nice. It almost looks new. If the memory was only decent, I'd be happy. <laughs> It'd be perfect. Uh, I honestly really hope that you're going to get out of your jinxing cycle quite soon <laughs> so that so that you can just, uh, you know... Don't break things and uh, just get it back into your groove <laughs> without all this stressful stuff. It's, uh, oh my God, I feel bad for you. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely had a few days where I, I've closed up shop early and just gone and read my Kindle, which thank goodness it hasn't broken on me yet either. But um, my husband actually knows I'm accident prone. So he got me like the most indestructible Kindle that you can buy. <laughs> it's called a Voyager and it is like shockproof, waterproof, you know, drop kick it proof i don't know if it's me proof but so far so good not good wood <laughs> so. yeah well maybe amazon will learn something that it was not as proof as they, as they thought it was oh yes well if anyone ever wants to test something to see if it's indestructible send it to me i've broken indestructible glasses before so please let me have a try. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and it's, it's not even from trying. It's just no, you just use it normally and then you will break it. <laughs> That's true. I, I confess that is true. <laughs> anyway, but how are things on your side of the ocean? Well, well nothing as ex exciting as on your side. That's for sure. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really know if there's that much to share since uh, last week's episode. Uh, it's just been one of those working weeks where mm. I've just been uh, focusing on getting my words in. Uh, at least the first draft of the reader magnet is done now. Yes, you sent so that to me. At least your side, I still have to do my edits and add to it. But yeah, you, we've been writing. It's been exciting. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And uh, as we said before, we're not very good at celebrating. You actually pointed this out to me in an email. You said, like, remember to celebrate. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and, and honestly, I did actually think about it when I sent you the last chapter. I did uh -huh. stop for two seconds to think, <laughs> maybe I should celebrate. So, and then I went on to the next uh, thing on the to-do list. But <laughs> So you had a two-second acknowledgement of an achievement and then continued yeah. on. <laughs> But I always, I almost would say that those two seconds is already an improvement because before I didn't even have those. So <laughs> it is slightly better, but, oh, okay. but not a not a lot better. Uh, <laughs> I could also mention that uh, I just wrote up a whole post for our Patreon supporters on how the new iOS 14 rollout that oh. is coming here early 2021 might affect Facebook ads. Mm. So this is I'll have a to pretty read that myself. Deal. Yeah, this is a pretty big deal for us authors who uh, rely heavily on Facebook ads, and the new iOS 14 will actually uh, block some ad stuff, or or rather, oh. I would say not block, but it's it's more to do with the fact that previously Apple operated with an opt out methodology, so that if you did not want the uh, phone to share information with Facebook, for example you had to actively go in and opt out via the settings. Mm -hmm. And um, the uh, Apple is changing that with the new iOS so that you have to opt in. So oh. you will actually be prompted by your phone to say, do you want your, uh, your the phone to share information with, for example, Facebook? And of course, most people will say, no, we don't huh. want that. Yeah, And then some of the ads becomes uh, 
problematic to run because Facebook cannot collect the data that they could before. So, yeah, I wrote up a whole post on Patreon for our supporters on how I view this, what are the consequences, how to deal with it. So uh, that was sort of a scary and interesting thing all at once there. That is, that sounds interesting because I know for me, I actually run Firefox and they have a Facebook corral, which blocks you from the Facebook pixels on websites. And I always feel sneaky by doing that. But I also feel like I'm undermining someone else's data. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. A week on the internet with the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. We want to welcome back Jeffrey on Patreon. Yes. Thank you, Jeffrey, for coming back. You had a little glitch where you were gone for a little while, and you've returned to us, so thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, Jeffrey, for your continuous support of the Am Writing Fantasy podcast. We really appreciate that, and I don't know, I feel like saying a few words about Patreon here, Autumn. Yeah, that's it's it's a very wonderful platform, and it really it is what supports this podcast, and lets us pay for the recording and the hosting and all of those things. That is actually all paid out of Patreon every single month. So thank you for everyone who supports us there. Yeah, and I fully understand that, you know, we live in a media reality right now where podcasts are free and that's fine. Um, The reality, though, is also that we can't make a living from something that is free. (laughs) Uh, So that's where we use Patreon. Uh, and we are not running any ads on the podcast either, so we're not getting any money from there. So we're entirely funded by Patreon, as as Autumn just said. Um, I could also mention, for example, that we we did have uh, this week one of our very strong Patreon supporters leave us uh, on Patreon uh, over the last week due to the person's financial situations. And that is fully understandable, people. So uh, changes, uh, you know, circumstances can change in your financial situation. And uh, first and foremost, you have to take care of yourself. So I'm just saying this because supporting us on Patreon doesn't mean that it has to be forever. Uh, If you have the capability support with maybe just $1 a month for now, that is awesome and it makes a difference. And then if you later on, your circumstances might change, then don't feel bad about it. It's perfectly fine if you then have to drop out and, and spend your money somewhere else. After all, you have to take care of yourself and your family before anything else. Um, I think that the one thing I would like to point out, Autumn, here Mm -hmm. is just that I think that the trouble with this kind of thing is that most people always think that somebody else will take care of the supporting stuff, you know? And in truth, if everyone just stopped thinking that and pitched in with a dollar, then I wouldn't have even have to mention this at all because then (laughs) it would be fine. That's Um, true. Yeah. At the end of the day, Wikipedia often says the exact same thing, and I always do think, you know what? I can. They're asking for like two bucks. I always send Wikipedia something when they ask. I admit it. Yeah, I mean the thing is that this podcast is not just recorded for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. We actually do take it quite seriously, and uh, we're trying to uh, give you very useful uh, and also some sometimes just entertainment, <laughs> but useful <laughs> advice um, and. Uh, if you do appreciate that, if you find it helpful in any way, please go and check out uh, Patreon. And um, you can follow the link in the show notes and, and see if, if maybe it would be something you could support us a bit there. 
Yeah, and don't forget with our new website rebuild, which is finished by the way, go check out amwritingfantasy.com. But if you go to amwritingfantasy.com slash writing hyphen tips, or just go into the website and go into the blog, we actually added a button just to donate. So if for some reason you don't want to do Patreon, you don't want to do, I mean, there's rewards there and hundreds of posts at this point and writing tips and marketing tips. But if for some reason you don't want to do that, but you would like to help us out and be able to, you know, support the podcast, you just want to do a one-time little gift. We made that possible on the website. So go check that out. And we appreciate that as well. Thank you so much because it does really help keep the uh, lights on here, especially when you have one half of your uh, tribe is electronic accident prone. (laughs) Okay, anything else to add uh, or should we move on to our conversation on Goodreads? Well, only I can say that it's not true of the moment, but by this time this is released, we will be over 3,000 members on Am Writing Fantasy Facebook in our group. We're so close right now. We're we're literally a day or two away, so definitely by the time this is released. So come join us on Am Writing Fantasy Facebook because... It's just growing like insane, and when everyone there is wonderful. Excellent. Yes, please do that. And on to today's topic. So there's probably something like a hundred million readers on Goodreads, I believe, Autumn. It so... is probably close. I think the last time I'd seen was ninety-five million. Was the stats they had released when I took a webinar with them? a year ago so it's probably got to be a hundred million readers not just members readers people who love books it's a hundred million people who love books all in one website and i think this is one of the reasons why i'm a noob to goodreads because you know in our little, uh, let's say, publishing company here, you you and my publishing company, uh, yeah. advertising is sort of the th- stuff that I do. But mm-hmm. Goodreads has like, considering you have your... Okay, let me just put... Now <laughs> I'm the Goodreads CEO here, oh. right? So I'm in, I'm in a meeting with the other executives and it's like, so how many people do we have on the platform now? A hundred million. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> How do we capitalize on that? Well, sir, we don't. Why? Well, I don't know. (laughs) We don't have any ways to put any ads or monetize these people. So they're just using our platform and it's great. Yeah, okay. Maybe it's great, but I just don't get it. I I mean, why can you not place ads on Goodreads, for example, with that many people? It's like the most obvious place to advertise, but you... You can a bit, but and we're going to talk about that, but it's oh, very yeah. limited. It is very limited, and it used to be a little less limited. I used to run Goodreads ads, but compared to AMS ads, they actually didn't perform that well, which is just to me crazy because these are people who love books. But yeah, there's only so many ways you can actually give Goodreads money, which is probably why those ways that you can give Goodreads money, it costs quite a bit of money. But in its own way, from the author perspective, that's actually awesome. It's hard to give them money. You have to, there's other ways that you can go talk to these readers and find them. And so it's all free. It's kind of cool. 
It is cool, but uh, I have a feeling that uh, a lot of the stuff that we're going to talk about here, or rather that you're going to talk about, <laughs> and I'm going to listen, but uh, I think a lot of it has to probably do with, there's a lot of time investment involved here, I have a feeling. There could be, but I mean, I guess if you're going, if you consider it a social media platform that is a hundred percent readers, why, if would you go to Facebook where it's like your aunt Betty and your cousin and they don't even read your books or do you want to go where there's readers who you can go and like sort through by the genre and find them and connect with them and have a great fan base? Where should you be spending your time if you're going to spend some time on social media? It's not, you know, Twitter yeah, yeah. looking at political tweets. <laughs> yeah. No, I understand that. But uh, maybe just before we get into all of those things that you can do, um, do you have any... Because as you said before, it's even when you could run ads, they were not converting very well. Mm-hmm. And given that there is 100 million or 95 or whatever, I don't think those 5 million makes a difference, but uh, <laughs> let's say around 100 million readers on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. Why, if, no, let me rephrase that. If it was very effective in terms mm-hmm. of selling or marketing your books, I would think that every author would spend quite a lot of time on Goodreads. But I spent quite a lot of my time uh, brushing up on the latest marketing things and and ad strategies and all I do that all the time, mm-hmm. and I never ever hear about you should be spending time on Goodreads. So I'm just wondering now that I've never really used Goodreads, so of course I'm I don't have any, let's say I don't have any standpoint in terms of arguing why or why not. But I'm wondering if you have any reflections on. Why is it not converting that well? What is it? Is it to do with the audience that is on there, or, or why? I think it's the. I think it's sort of almost like talking about uh, Kindle Unlimited. If you, I know some authors who are hundred percent Kindle Unlimited, and they're making a living wage off of that. And I know some authors who are on Goodreads, and they are invested it is their number one social media platform it's where they spend all their time and the ones who are doing that i mean you're talking directly to readers and they're doing well they the webinar i took with goodreads said that you know if they showed some book stats like this is a new release this is one that basically went on fire on goodreads and because of that it was very popular across the board got the new york times bestseller list all of these things simply because it started on goodreads and got that burn going so it can be an incredibly powerful platform but i think most authors are spread out or they're not concentrating enough on just one platform and doing really, really well in it. And I mean, I have to say, like, I I love Goodreads, but I also hate it because it is owned by Amazon now, and they have not put much money into it. Is it is like a 1990s platform? Yeah, it looks terrible. <laughs> yes, it's a really old, outdated. It's a forum. I don't even particularly like forums. You can't. You have to know HTML to even put in an image. <laughs> much less an image and a link. So you have to know a little bit of coding. Yes, you actually have to know coding to, you mean, you could just do stuff kind of blandly, but if you wanted to make it look pretty, again, that's probably my graphic designer side coming out there that, you know, I, I 
no HTML coding whenever I'm on there and I want putting in po photos and things. So it's so archaic and everyone keeps trying to create the next Goodreads. You know, a lot of platforms are trying to create a new version of Goodreads, but no one's managed to knock it out of the number one spot for readers. And I think there's a few reasons there, and maybe it's inertia because everyone's already there. And until it explodes or Amazon takes it away or makes it a paid-for platform, they're just going to stay on Goodreads. Because right now, even though Amazon owns it, it's kind of, it's got its own people, its own personality. It has librarians that manage the data and stuff, and they're fun to talk to. I've had to, I've had the fun of asking them a few questions so it's got its own kind of thing going i think i think if you really if even me if i really invested the time and got going the number one thing you can do as an author to change your book sales is to go and talk to readers to go and build up your reader base amazon or goodreads is a fantastic place to go and do that but you have to be invested and dedicated and not just jump in and out and jump in and out. You got to go and and be part of the group and the membership. No, that that part is perfectly fair and I understand mm -hmm. that. But uh, but I guess my question is can you get them and maybe we're going to get into this so mm -hmm. you could save the answer if if it's something you're going <laughs> to get into anyway, but as I said, I'm a noob here, so I'm I'm asking the stupid questions. That's <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but can you get people off of Goodreads and onto your email list in any easy way? Uh short of there is I think one or two ways and we will get into that. So yes. Okay. Okay. But Good. and uh, let's it's go. It's not as easy. It's not as easy as adding a button to your Goodreads author profile. It's not that easy. But there are other ways that you can do that. Okay. Well, right. where do you want to start then? Well, I think we should start with the obvious ones. And one of them we've already touched on is that Goodreads used to do advertising, used to do self-service ads, almost the same as AMS ads, except it was actually a little more archaic and old-fashioned AMS is like so much more sleek compared to what you could do on Goodreads. And I have used them. And it took forever to even spend $50 there. It just was, it was really, I can see why they stopped doing it because they were not serving very well. They did not generate a lot, but I thought it was funny because just to double check before we ran this today is I did check on what their advertising says and it says, you know, no longer doing it. But they did say that this is literally for quote, for larger budgets looking to drive maximum awareness on Goodreads, contact our advertising team to learn about our customized book launch packages. Like, for right. larger budgets. <laughs> what is it? So if you're a brick and mortar publisher I, or JK Rowling, yeah. go to Goodreads. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would think it was something similar to, because Amazon also has it uh, the advantage program. If uh, if you yes. get into that, uh, you you can get uh, not the advantage program itself, but I forgot what it's called. But they have some some branding banner stuff that you can get posted on on Amazon. Yeah, uh, and I think if I remember correctly, I think the minimum spend to get into that program is fifty k. Oh my goodness! So it's like you don't just do that, right? No, 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 no. So you you are a serious publishing house or an author who's already or you're doing amazing. A lot of books. Yeah. yeah, 
when you can say, oh yeah, 50k, not a problem. So there is that. And I think the other thing that most people know Goodreads for is book giveaways. Because if you're a reader, you know there is a way. It's so easy to sign up for either an ebook or a paperback giveaway. And I remember the day where they were actually, I think it was like as cheap as $50, maybe it was more, but there was a time they were super cheap to run. Uh, but now the minimum, the starting price is $119. So they're not that cheap anymore. That's not horrible. And if you're going to run a Kindle one, it has to be, you have to be published through Amazon. So through KDP. And you can give up to 100 books of an ebook giveaway. Or if you want to do a print book giveaway, you can have a smaller, you know, just do like five print books or even 10. So those two options are there. And I think most people know about them. And I did them once upon a day, but now that they're a little more expensive, I, I save up for maybe a big splash, like the final book of a series or something like that. You want you know do something special with it. But those are great, great and popular ways of actually quickly connecting with readers. So if you want to give one a try, I would highly recommend it. Yeah, and the one thing I do understand about these giveaways is that um, one of the key benefits of it is the there is like a social amplification built in, mm-hmm. meaning that uh, I think everyone who enters a giveaway automatically has that book added to their want to read shelf. Yes, which then creates a story in the news feeds for all their friends and followers. So that's pretty neat, you know. That that way, it's sort of that amplifies the, the word of mouth, basically. Yes, exactly. It is. And that's what I don't know if, if most people realize like that's how Goodreads works. It took me a while to figure out because Goodreads has a couple of different areas. It has the forum area, the groups. So you can go into groups and forums and get to meet people and chat. Um, It's like an archaic version of Facebook. If people are not used to forums, I they're not picture related enough for me. And I think that's why I don't like them. They're all textual and I don't know. Go. My husband loves them and I just find them appalling. So I'm just not a good on forums, but I should spend more time there. But then they have a side that is like sort of like Facebook newsfeed where it's an ongoing feed and you get to see things posted by your friends. So the more friends you have or the more friends someone else has, you know, they it gets shared more widely and you would like to be just like Facebook. You would like to have your feed, something about your book show up a couple times, maybe a day. So all of the things I'm going to suggest are basically ways of getting your book, something you're sharing to show up just so that people see it. But obviously the number one goal is to get basically as many friends as you can. And the best way you can do that is you can either go friend everyone who say likes a book that you like, which is probably a perfectly way of doing it. Cause you want to stick into your genre. You want to, you know, keep people who, you know, go everyone who reviews your book, ask them to be your friend. You can do things like that. Or obviously you can share with your newsreader list on social media, other platforms. That's why you'll go into Twitter and you'll see someone say, hey, I'm a Goodreads author. Find me here. That's because they want people to follow them. And so if they're following you on Twitter, you want to get them over to Goodreads as well. You're going to have to bring people into the platform, even though it already has 100 million readers. You know, you have to find them and connect with them. It's a lot of networking. But to do that, that gets the amplification that you just mentioned. You want to spread your message to everyone's news feed on Goodreads. And that's where I'm getting 
slightly nervous here, right? Because <laughs> not in terms of having to bring people in, and I, I understand that, all that, but building a reader list, so to speak, on somebody else's real estate. That's like the number one thing we talked about in the self-published success, success course that you should not do. You know, you have to get them onto some email list, meaning that you own the list of readers and they're not built on uh, Goodreads or the same thing applies to Facebook groups. Uh, there is people who build up a huge Facebook group and that's the only place that they can connect with those readers. And what happens the day that uh, Facebook decides that, uh, well, maybe now we're going to charge you to be able to post stuff in your own group. Otherwise, we're only going to show it to 10% of them or whatever. You know, yeah. you never know what's going to happen. And that's where, why, at least in the self-published success course, that we always say you have to get people onto your email list. That's the only way you can control your own customer list. And that was why I was asking before, can we get them out of good? So, okay, let's say we get them into Goodreads then, but how do we get them out of there and onto our email list? We will. There's a few places where we can look at doing that. Besides, obviously, you know, by getting them to shelve and buy your books, even if you disappear off of Goodreads for some reason, the fact that they have your books and hopefully in all your books, they have links to where else they can find you. So that is one important thing. But yeah, this is definitely using another platform to build. Hopefully you want to pull them into your own list. But I do think occasionally with something that it is book dedicated and reader dedicated, it's not bad to have a presence here because these are readers. These are active, hungry readers. These are people who really love books. And if you're going to spend some time, you know, anytime, this is a place to be better than Facebook, better than anywhere else. This is definitely an audience you should look at because there's a lot of people who love books and will be active on this and have been active for years and years. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. I know I haven't convinced you yet, but we'll work on it. We'll work on some of the sharing and I'll see if we can get some stuff that's over, you know, how you can move them into your newsreader list, how you can get them off of that. I mean, I have to admit, I had a huge following on what Wattpad and I haven't been back there for ages, but it is interesting to see like where you can build up reader relationships and which are the ones that are worth keeping or which are the ones that are going to go and then buy your books. And I will say on Goodreads, these are the ones that are going to go buy your books. These are ones you want to make friends with. Hmm. But interesting why the ads never worked very well then. Uh, or maybe it was more to do with how the ads were served and stuff rather than the actual audience. You were really, you could only ever use your book cover, which kind of makes sense. I mean, it's your book cover. And the copy was very limited. And I think where they show up, the website just being as old styles yeah, as yeah, it I, is, they just weren't being served well. No, no. okay. I think Amazon has too many ads, but oh my goodness, they're not going to yeah. slow those down anytime no, soon. No, I think they're going to add more, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Especially now that I do have a Kindle and you see how they um, the ads come up on your Kindle. I'm like, really? It's not even the right genre. Can I at least choose which books you're going to show me? Anyway, so let's get into well, Goodreads. Yeah, that's the advertiser <laughs> choosing that. But, yes. Exactly, silly people. But I get a lot of weird uh, ones on my Kindle as well. It's like, I don't know why you're advertising this to me. I'm never going to buy this book. Exactly. Not the right audience. All right. So, sort of, I mentioned the forums. So, sort of 
going onto the forums and being the troll that, you know, every time someone says, I want a book recommendation and you're just sharing your own book, which I don't oh, recommend. No. Don't Please do don't. that. This is not... We're going to just skip the forums. As I mentioned, that is not my forte, but you can go and join the forums and you should be there as a participant, as a reader. And also, you know, occasionally, maybe once every one million posts, mention you're a writer to get people over to your side. But <laughs> once in every one million. <laughs> I don't Jesus. know. It's probably not that bad. It seems like it, like they never want to hear that you're a writer in these groups. But you should go nah. and be active as a reader and... That's fine, but we're here to talk about how you can help your author platform. So let's look at that. And we'll, I'm going to go through some really quick ones that are really easy. And these are ones you most people should know about. But if you start an author profile, you actually go and claim it. If you've already published in Amazon, you have an author profile over in Goodreads. And so what you do is actually claim it. You don't create it. It's kind of, it's different that way. It's, oh, it's already there. It's already there. You, if you have, you probably already have books that are not only there under your author profile, but have reviews. People have already been doing this probably. for you. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it's a matter of going in there saying, Hey, that's mine and setting up your profile and adding your pictures and doing things like that. And you can link your blog. If you have a blog outside of Goodreads, you can link it so you can post there very similar to your Amazon author profile. Yeah. Well, so, I was just about to say, why don't they just, I mean, it's all owned by Amazon. They should just pull it from the author central on Amazon. That then, done well i mean yeah you we won't talk about why they haven't done this stuff but yeah that would make things a little bit easier okay, but they haven't but what done if that. i wanted to talk about that <laughs> do we want to give tips or do we want to complain about goodreads okay let's give tips then okay <laughs> one of the things i think is pretty cool though is you can actually upload videos these will show up under your author profile so that when readers go and like look at you as an author which is a lot easier to do than on Amazon. You know, it's something you actually tend to go to people's author profile a lot more than the book profiles. So you can upload videos. So if you have book trailers, if you have videos of you reading, if you have audiobooks and you've made some cool clippy things, I, I've shown some to you. I love doing those. So if you do some stuff like that, this is a great place to go ahead and post them. And then they show up on your author profile. They have a nice little, I mean, nice for good reads. Okay. Nice for the 1980s um, little spot that they sit and they could show up and you can go share them. Another really kind of thing as you're setting up your author profile, you can actually add a spot for favorite quotes. And so I know most people think of like, you know, life savings, like one of my favorite ones is um, when life, when all is said and done, there's more said than done. Well, that's a great quote, but it has nothing to do with my books. What you want to do is on your author profile, share some of your favorite quotes from your own book and have them up there as your favorite quotes. And obviously hmm. say the book it's from, it kind of will check people's interest if they see something they think is pretty cool as well. And so there's another one you can do is you can join groups, which I've mentioned with the forum. So it's just like Facebook and they get to know you as an author, but you can also create your own fan group. So if you wanted to create your own group dedicated to, you know, maybe a genre, maybe a certain type of book, or just simply your own books, you can create something like that there. And that is where I think you can really 
work on bringing authors or readers over to your profile because you have a lot more control. The forums have, you know, usually one or two threads that are, you know, the ones that people are introduction. And that's where you can say, hey, drink, join my newsletter list to get a free book or get a free book here. So this is where I think you can really get into the control and directing people to say, hey, I have this freebie if you sign up here you can get people over into your newsletter. And that's one I think is an important one. But of course, you need to get people over to Goodreads and then over and joining to your fan group. But the nice thing is the groups that you've created, as well as the groups that you're a member of show up on your author profile. So it's not like it's hidden. It's it's very clearly posted that says, hey, there's this fan group for my books go here and plus you can post it on your blog and every time the neat thing about goodreads is every time you touch something on there you share something it shows up in the news feed so you need to do like you know go in once or twice a day and update something update a book you're reviewing just (laughs) one little one little thing as much as you would do do and do a tweet of course with goodreads i don't think there's any scheduling platform it's like hootsuite i'm trying to think there's nothing where you can go and push a post through so you actually have to go to the goodreads platform and type in physical letters and share things by being there physically in person but what if i only want to run i i don't want several uh, you know fan groups or whatever we want to call it or reader groups or i don't want that i just want one Mm -hmm. and um for example, in our case, it is on Facebook. We have that group. So what then? So in order to leverage the people who are on Goodreads, so do you then have to create a group and have it here? Or can you create a group and just point them somewhere else or something? I think you would have to have something active on Goodreads. Otherwise, people, forums and stuff, you see things close to the top that are active and people are asking questions. And so if no one is actually in it, it's just going to drop to the bot to the abyss mm, and will not okay. be shown. So you would actually have to have people in here and posting questions. But then you're all of a sudden running two different groups. There is. And then, so it's a choice of where is the best place to be hosting, hosting your readers. You know, is it Facebook yeah. or is it Goodreads? Yeah, indeed. Okay. And so, and I've mentioned, you know, reading books. So being an active reader, if you read books, you should do your Goodreads review. You should add them to your own shelves. All of those touches, um, like I said, they show up in your timeline. And so that way people will see them, they'll see who you are, they'll see that, hey, I like that book too, they might come and check you out. But let's get into the more interesting things that most people I don't think realize are available on Goodreads. And one of my favorite is that you, most people go and they claim their book from Amazon. That is one thing that does feed through. So if you publish a book on Amazon, it feeds through to your Goodreads profile without you doing anything. That's You just go and say, yep, that's mine. Yep, we're good. But you don't have to do it that way. You can, if, even if you don't have a pre-order, you can, as long as you have a blurb, something you've got, and maybe a coming soon image, you can actually go ahead and create your book in Goodreads with like a coming soon image. And then you can use that to post updates on the book using a general update option that's under your author profile. Or you can post it as if you're reading uh, reading the book or a review update. So all those things will make it show up and it'll have this coming soon image. 
And then it'll get people to go and like, they can go ahead and shelve it. So they know when the book does become live, it's actually going to show up on their shelf. So that's a great way for they'll see all the updates. And of course, there's some, there is a small problem with this. If you're not good with computers, or if you're good with computers like me, but you destroy them when you touch them. Or you break them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, there's some back-end things. Like once the book is live, you have to have the edition, you know, you want the pretty cover, the one with the proper edition. And that is stuff that every author is perfectly capable of doing but you have to know where to go to do this. And again, this is a 1980s style website, so it's not the most intuitive. But once you figure it out, uh, you can do that. Because I know I've had some book cover changes and you have to change which edition is the one that readers will see. And sometimes you have to combine editions and it's some back end stuff. It's not exciting. It's only if you like being a librarian <laughs> is right. it fun. But it is fun. It is possible. And it is a neat way of saying, hey, I have these books coming up. They are here. They're splashy. They'll show up. It's it is nice way of promoting a book that's coming up. Yeah, for sure. And I was also thinking well, the stuff you said before about, uh, you know, adding some sort of updates uh, on a regular basis. Um, I think, and if I'm incorrect here, then correct me. <laughs> um, but I think what you can do is I think you can link. I don't know how to do it, but I think you can link between your Kindle and your Goodreads author profile. and then. If you are making highlights or notes on your Kindle as you're reading a book, it will pop up on Goodreads as updates. Is that right? That is right. That is my favorite feature. And I'll get to that in just a second. I have like two okay, other ones okay. I want to get to. But yeah, that is that is one of my favorite things. And I can't even put my finger on why. But... No, but at least that helps a bit in terms of you having to go there and post something. Then, you know, if you're just reading and highlighting something yep. you like, then that's automatically a post right there. Then, so that that's nice. It is nice, and it's it, there's a few cool features with that as well, and that's called Kindle Notes and Highlights. So, well, yeah. But speaking of that, so part of what you should do is when all your books, make sure your Amazon ASIN number are in the book information because by doing that, that opens up a feature that allows people to look inside just like they can do on Amazon. So that's a good way of getting readers to be able to open it up. And it's a quick little change that a lot of people don't even realize that you have to go and make sure the ASIN number is there. It sometimes doesn't come through automatically or it's on the wrong edition. You need to go and check these things out and it works great. And so before we get to my favorite one, there's also, there's something called the ask the author questions. And these are a lot of fun too, because I have gotten readers who have read my books and then they go in and they ask questions and it's right there under your author profile. And happily, Goodreads does give you a few generic ones that you can answer. And plus you can put in a prompt. So if you have a book you're coming out with that was just released, you can say, hey, ask me questions about my new release, blah, blah, blah. So you can put that in there. So it'll help, you know, inspire people to ask questions. Answering the questions makes them show up in the newsfeed, which is very useful. And also 
it shows up permanently under your author profile. So, so people can go into your author profile and they can see other questions that you've been asked and that you do answer them, that you're an active author on Goodreads. So that's, I always love it when I see a new question in there from someone. And then I feel bad if it's been a couple months or something because I'm in a Goodreads slump <laughs> and I'm like, so sorry. <laughs> But it is it is great, and yeah, it, it's also fun. You know, it's one of those things where you try to get your newsletters, you know, anyone to go and ask you questions because it does give you an excuse to show up on timelines, and it gives you something to talk about. And plus, it's always fun to find out someone has questions about your books. Hmm. Agree. All right. So, Kindle notes and highlights. That's. Like I said, I don't know why this is my favorite, but so this is one of those things, like you've mentioned, if you're reading in your Kindle and you come across a section and you see where someone's highlighted something, that is actually something that becomes a really cool feature specifically on Goodreads. So if you click on it, you know, you'll often see comments will open up as well. Well, as an author, if you write the comments, they will show up on top. So I think that's actually kind of a cool feature. So as an author, you can go in and they say the most powerful and impactful one is the first one you do in a book. And obviously the last one you write in a book. But, you know, depending on how long your book is, you don't want to do dozens of these, but maybe five, ten per book. You can go and highlight and you can say what inspired you to write the scene or what this meant to you. Just anything about that setting, that moment, why it's in the book, and you can do a little explanation there or just say, hey, you know, or you can do a little teasing hint, whatever you want to do. And readers can actually comment on it. But then once you sync it with Amazon, it goes up to Goodreads and there's a special page called your Kindle note and highlight page. And I will admit, it's not as easy as just syncing. You actually have to go in there. And once it's synced, you have to say, yes, please share to Goodreads. But again, so if you do five or oh, six okay. of them, you can, um, and once you do that, you can just do one a day, then you don't have to do all five or six at the same time. You want to, you know, you want to spread this out. So you get a whole week out of this. Hmm. And then, you know, people, as they comment back on it, you know, they share it, you can have a whole conversation about it. And that's what I think is kind of, kind of a fun way. It's you get to interact with a reader directly in your book. And that makes it kind of fun. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) (laughs) You don't don't sound convinced. No, you don't sound convinced (laughs) at all. But it it, it, it is funny because I don't know why like i said i don't know why i like it but i do think it's funny because i've had a goodreads amazon representative actually reach out to me directly saying hey you know can you we would love it if you would do this on your first your debut novel and stuff like that and i'm like geez it's not every day you get an email from a platform that says please and maybe they were emailing everyone but (laughs) it made me feel special so yeah no that's fair enough yeah but i don't know it it just i i don't let's say look down upon goodreads in any way and <laughs> i i can definitely think that there there's probably a lot of authors who get a lot from it uh, and and i don't question that as such the, the only thing that why i'm hesitating and and i'm why i'm not sounding very convinced i think is because it sounds to me like goodreads in this sense is very much like reddit in the sense that it's a place you need to participate 
as a reader there or in Reddit, you have to participate as as one of the people in the group, right? You know, you cannot on Reddit if you go if you just start going there and promoting your own stuff, they will oh. go crazy at you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, but it, and it sounds a bit like it's the same here. You know, you you have to engage as a reader, mm-hmm. and then maybe some people will start checking out your stuff, and, and maybe you can you can sort of build up some buzz uh, around your books in that way. And of course, there are those examples where somebody has made it, uh, you know, oh, well, yeah. onto the New York Times bestseller list, as you mentioned before. But that's probably the lightning in the bottle kind of things. You know, it, there's very, very few who will do that. Um, so I can I, I can recognize that it is a rela- relationship slash community building tool. Nothing wrong with that, as I said, but... I think you just you have to like to spend a lot of time on Goodreads, and you cannot, at least in my mind right now, I think you cannot view it as a marketing tool because it it's really not. The marketing is like secondary. At least that's how I feel about it. I would think I don't disagree, but I think the difference is that even though the marketing is secondary, your books and buttons to buy your books are right there in front of the reader so they're on there hungry for books so on reddit they might not be on there looking necessarily for books unless you're in one that's you know is for books as a reader here they these really are people looking for new books and i mean we didn't even get into there's like lists you can add your books to and have people vote on them there's Listopia. There's so many different avenues of getting your books out to different people and they're looking for them actively on this website. And that's why I think, unlike Facebook and a lot of other places, if I was going to tell one author like what social media platform should I start on, I would probably say do do spend time on Goodreads. It really can make a difference. You can connect with actual readers. And often these are serial readers. These are hungry readers who will read you know, 12, 20, 30, 50 books in a year easily. They they have reader challenges annually on how many books you can read. So this is this is the population <laughs> you want to be hungry for your book. So I would leave it at that. If you're going to start out as an author and you want, you don't know what social media platform to start at, s- try this one. See if you can make a difference because this one could actually really help you. Okay, so um, yeah, maybe some people got inspired to do a bit of Goodreads here. So should we leave it at that? Let's leave it at that. (laughs) Okay, so next Monday, I should have a very interesting interview for you where we are going to share some inputs on how to get a traditional publishing deal. If you like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash AmWritingFantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday.